Hello friends, I told you I'd be back. Welcome to True Crime Time. How's everybody doing? I hope you're well. Right off the top, I have to make a correction. In the last episode, Amityville, I said that Ronald Ronnie Butch DeFeo was still alive. That is not correct. He is in fact deceased. He passed away in March of this year. That's 2021 for you future listeners. I apologize for the oversight. I also realized that I didn't do my usual episode post with photos for that episode. So be on the lookout for that as well. The last bit of business is that True Crime Time now has a Twitter, so if you're into that kind of thing, join me on the Twitters at OfficialTCTPod. Don't forget to check out True Crime Time on Instagram and Facebook as well, and that's just plain old True Crime Time. That's where we're at. So now today, I have no guest. It's just you and me. Hopefully, it doesn't get too weird. We are going to talk about some urban legends, and it might get a little spooky. So picture me holding a flashlight under my chin as we get into it. There's so many urban legends, but I decided to keep it more to the ones that I heard when I was little that freaked me the hell out. Thanks to my sister, largely, for that. But what are older siblings for, right? I largely got my information from Wikipedia, my own memory, and friends. And thank you, friends, for participating. I will cite other sources as they become relevant. So I'm going to start off with the hook. And as with all of them, there are several variations of this. Generally, it's a couple. They're parked in a car on a lover's lane with the radio on. A news report comes on that a killer has escaped from a nearby institution and he's known and feared for having a hook for a hand. Some say that scraping is heard on the roof or the side of the car. Some others say they just drive away without incident because they are scared. Upon arriving at the girlfriend's home, the young man gets out of the car and walks around to open the door for her. Um, Because apparently, at one time, chivalry was still a thing. Imagine. It's then he notices that there's a hook hanging from the car door handle. That's the whole thing. That's the story. Spooky though, right? There's another version that I always remember where the couple is still in the car. It's a foggy, spooky night. And just get used to me saying spooky a lot in this episode, okay? They're driving, but oh no, the car runs out of gas. The man goes to get it, leaving his date alone. Now, the same thing happens here. She hears a report on the radio of an escaped killer. The boyfriend is gone for an awfully long time, and she keeps hearing a noise on the roof. A soft sound, slow, but consistent. She is understandably scared. What with the killer potentially lurking around and all. So, this part differs. Uh, A police officer arrives to give her a ride, or she simply gets out of the car to check on the persistent noise and finds that her boyfriend has been hanged in a nearby tree. The branches overhang the car, and the soft scraping noises she heard were just the sound of his his feet grazing the hood of the car. So... Yikes. That one messed with me like a lot as a kid. I remember that being like the main story I remember. Um, So where did this come from? Apparently, this one began making its rounds in the 50s. It was actually published in the 60s, though, when someone wrote to Dear Abby saying that they had heard it, you know, from somewhere else, because that's how urban legends go. A writer for Snopes speculated that this legend may be rooted in actual Lover's Lane murders that have occurred. 
Wiki cites the 1946 Texarkana Moonlight Murders as an example. Next, we're just going to keep it moving. We have high beams. A woman is driving and being followed by another car. Do you remember this one? The person behind her continuously flashes their high beams and tailgates her. You can probably guess where this is going if you don't already know. So again, many versions of this story, but in the one I remember, she stops for gas and to get away from the crazy person flashing their lights at her. The attendant at the gas station asks her to come inside because there's a problem with her card or something. He's acting a little strange and she is getting a little suspicious because he doesn't seem to want her to leave. Finally, he asks her if she knows that there's a man in her backseat. So it turns out the person tailgating her also noticed this man probably wielding some kind of weapon. I'm old. My memory is hazy. But so the person um, was tailgating and flashing lights to deter the man from attacking the woman and get her attention. Right. So that's the end of that. They always end abruptly. It's always a mystery, you know, how... (laughs) how it really ends out. So the origin of this one, it started circulating in the 60s. Snopes founder, I'm going to butcher this, I hope I don't, Dave Mickelson or Michelson, let's say, has speculated that uh, this legend may be inspired by a similar actual case that occurred in 1964. An escaped murderer did hide in the backseat of someone's car, but it turns out that he picked the wrong one and was shot by the car's owner who happened to be a detective. What luck, right? This is another one that has stuck with me my whole life and is absolutely the reason I always check my backseat before I get in my car. I hope you do too. It's just smart. So when I was reading through the Urban Legends Wiki, which is fun, I definitely recommend, this one made me laugh. Killer Clowns 2016 to 2017. That's what it said. This is not an urban legend. There were straight up people dressed as scary clowns standing under streetlights by wooded areas, schools, sometimes holding weapons, usually just standing though, which is scary enough for me. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I hate clowns. I hate them. But anyway, all that just suddenly stopped. Thank God. But it really happened. Never trust the clown, though. Never. Bloody Mary. Everyone remembers Bloody Mary, right? I'm pretty sure my sister terrorized me with this one on several occasions. So usually how it goes is in a group, you go in a dark, I guess any room with a mirror, but I always heard bathroom. You light a candle, you say Bloody Mary three times while looking into the mirror and a terrifying bloody woman ghost was said to appear. I refuse to ever do it. I have absolutely no interest in inviting that into my life. Wikipedia says that this spirit can be friendly or evil, but honestly, that's the only time I ever saw it classified as potentially friendly. According to lore, the people who participate may experience this entity cursing them, drinking their blood, stealing their soul, screaming at them, scratching their eyes out, or a bunch of other obviously friendly ghost activities. Possible origins? Nobody's sure. Some say Queen Mary, or Mary Tudor, who was the first queen of England. She earned the name Bloody Mary because she ordered almost 200 Protestants burned at the stake. She was also known to champion other types of horrendous manners of death if you were sentenced to die. Think Game of Thrones. 
She also had a phantom pregnancy at one point and just kind of lived a sad, tragic life. Some say Bloody Mary could be Elizabeth Bathory, a Hungarian noblewoman who lived from 1560 to 1614. She was convicted of murdering hundreds of young girls because she wanted to bathe in their blood. So that's, that's nice. Another theory is that perhaps it is Mary Worth, a quote, which executed during the Salem witch trials. Again, nobody's sure. These are all theories. I want to know if you have theories. Do you have theories about or have heard who else Bloody Mary could potentially be? Send that to me if you do. Um, so with that, if you want to experiment as you may, leave me out of it. But don't invite anything in that you aren't prepared for. It's just a little tip from me to you. We're going to move on now to the licked hand, which kind of gives the story away, I guess. But that's what it's called. So that's what we're going to work with. A young girl is home alone with her dog and hears a story on the news about a killer or escaped mental patient, because it's always one or the other in these stories, um, on the loose in her neighborhood. She goes around and locks the doors and windows in her house, but forgets the basement. She goes to bed bringing her dog and they go to sleep, the dog under her bed like always. At some point, she wakes up because she hears a dripping sound from the bathroom. It freaks her out, so she doesn't go check. What she does do is lower her hand to the floor to pat her dog. The dog licks her hand as always. She goes back to sleep. The next morning, she wakes up and goes in the bathroom only to find her deceased dog. This is gross and disturbing, so skip ahead if you don't want details. So her dog is suspended in the shower with blood running down. That's, I didn't want to write it, but it's the story. Um, so that's the sound she had heard the night before. Written in blood on the wall, it says, humans can lick too. Look, that's gross. So, origin. Found in print as early as 1871. Again, a variation. A diary of an Englishman who retold a story that he had heard at a party. A man at the party had said that his wife woke him up because she thought she heard what could be burglars. He told his wife it was only the dog, reached down his hand to the dog, and the dog licked him. In the morning, however, all of their valuables were gone. So the alleged origin is a bit less sinister. Um, urban legends are basically just a game of scary telephone, right? That's what they are. So next we have the vanishing hitchhiker. I've heard this one a million different ways. A person or couple picks up someone they see hitchhiking. Obviously never a good idea, but anyway, the passenger gives an address to be dropped off at and then is silent for the rest of the ride. They may look pale, disheveled, upset, outdated clothes. You get the idea. Once the driver arrives at the address provided, they realize their passenger has disappeared. Confused, the driver may ask at the house about the person, only to be informed that the person they are asking about has been dead for years. Other variations include a hitchhiker being pitched up or picked up from the cemetery, which I can think of no bigger nope than that. Imagine like you're driving by a cemetery and like your headlights just pick up like a person. No, just no. Um, 
or sometimes it's flipped where like the driver is the one who's already deceased. I don't really get how that one would work. Like how do we manifest a ghost car, you know? Um, but that's none of my business. So we'll keep it moving. Possible origin. According to Jan, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Brunvind, a folklorist, this legend evolved from old European stories that were based on travelers on horseback. Very spooky. Lastly, we have the slasher under the car. A woman is leaving a mall or shopping center. Her car is parked in a dark area of the parking lot. While she's fumbling around for her keys, she feels a sharp pain in her ankle and falls to the ground. A man crawls out from under the car with a bloody knife. The woman, unable to walk because he had cut her Achilles tendon, watches as he steals her car and purse, leaving her on the ground in tremendous pain. What is the origin of this, you will ask me? I imagine. It's uh, from the 1970s. This one's more of a rumor. There were no confirmed cases of this happening, which I know sounds weird because surely something like this must have happened. But in 2011, a man was arrested in Virginia for sneaking up on young women at the mall or a a shopping center and slashing their butts with a knife. He would then disappear into the crowd. He was dubbed the butt slasher. All victims thankfully recovered and were fine, except for some scarring and the PTSD that comes with having your butt slashed. So there you have it, everyone urban legends. That was a nice short one for you today. Um, I do want to cite a few additional sources that just didn't happen to come up on the way. Um, scary for kids. These are all websites, obviously. Um, that one's for the slasher under the car. Snopes again, use Snopes a few times for the vanishing hitchhiker, mental floss for the licked hand and how stuff works and Smithsonian magazine for bloody Mary. So I have something to ask of you. I haven't asked you for anything except for patience for a while. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It's easy. It's so easy. It's the tap of a button. It's one minute of your life. I'd really appreciate it. And surprise of surprises, the next episode is already in the works. I will have a guest. We will have a good time. Probably get a little morbid, but that's why you're here, right? So, for now, I'm going to say goodbye. You've been listening to True Crime Time. And what did I say last time? Catch you on the flippy floppy? Something like that. I don't know. Bye for now, friends.